0: baby, welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where now we cover the college football playoff, less than 48 hours away, stomachs are growling, we're getting queasy, we're getting nervous, we're excited,
1: oh yeah, you know, I'm off this whole week, so all I do is I'm on my phone, my my screen time on Sunday is going to say like I was 95% up than where I've been, um... This is it. And for us, obviously doing the podcast, we're in an interesting scenario where Ohio State and Michigan are both still alive in the final four. So it adds a little bit. Um, it is there's there's so much talking. Um, I've listened to too many um, sports people and um, now hopefully if you're out there listening, you're gonna get to hear my take on everything in my opinion. And, um, obviously it's very difficult. I don't know how, I think more than ever, I give credit to those announcers who are so biased when they are unbiased. Is that the right word I'm looking yeah, for? Unbiased. When they, when they call games, like, like I think of a Kirk Street who played at Ohio state, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know how you can do it. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like literally want to fight people. It seems like I can't take it anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it's absolutely amazing, but we only got two years left of this final four. And, um, then we're going to go 12, which is really going to be interesting. But, um, what a coincidence we got these four teams. Um, and here we go, folks. It's, it's, this is, this is as good as it gets. Um, so it's, it's just time folks. It is time to get down to business. So here we go. Four o'clock Eastern ESPN, the final four. It seems weird when you say that, you know, like you think of basketball in the final four. I don't know if you're allowed to call it the final four. I don't think we're allowed to call it that. I guess it's trademarked. I heard by college basketball. So Yes, oh. but we're going to call it anyways, the final four, the national semifinals. Um, and we got TCU and Michigan, Michigan undefeated. TCU lost a heartbreaker. Um, Big 12, Big 10. I'm going to give you my two cents first. Then I'll let Steven unleash his Michigan knowledge on it. Um, I've been looking at a lot of different things, and I got a couple things. First of all, obviously, Michigan's about a a touchdown favorite over TCU. Seven and a half. Um, I think this is kind of interesting. TCU last year um, was a really bad team. Mm -hmm. The record show they did not play well. Um, their quarterback that they have right now wasn't even their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. Um, He's obviously a great competitor. Um, He single-handedly maybe kept them in the playoff, right? Like if he wouldn't have made those plays at the end of the game and they would have lost by a couple touchdowns, you're telling me Alabama wouldn't be in this playoff. Um, So he single-handedly carried his team. They're the comeback kids. It seems like TCU throws for a good amount. They run the ball. Um Duggan obviously um runs the ball, but it's not really their trademark. like his trademark is not really running the football. Mm-hmm. He did and he will, but it's not really. sunny dykes has has done some pretty good things there. They had some big leads they've they've, they've come from behind. they've got some special teams, some late heroic field, heroic field goals to win. They played a gauntlet in the big 12. like I mean, but with that being said, I got a couple of things to say about that. Kansas—they broke my heart every game. <laughs> like I put money on them every week, and I just—I kept doing it. I was—I was a freaking moron, and they kept losing. They lost to a pretty rough Arkansas team the other day. Oklahoma State—well, they don't have their quarterback in the bowl game. What did you tell me? They lost like seven straight games here. They finished cool. under Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, they were five and zero and ended up what seven and, uh, six, six and seven, seven. Oklahoma. um finish the season at six and six. And
0: depending on how their game goes right now, they could be six and seven
1: Texas. I mean, anybody, uh, Texas did almost beat Alabama, but then they laid eggs. They like, what I'm trying to say here is yes. TCU, Kansas state, probably the best team they played. Right. Mm -hmm. They had a huge lead on them, came storming back. They were down like 28 to three or something. And then came back to beat them. Then they lost in the playoff game. I think TCU um, will score some points. I think they will put up a heck of a fight against Michigan, but I think Michigan's had a chance to get a little bit healthier. Looks like in, in reading some of the reports, I think Edwards got a smaller cast on his hand now. Um, And I think Michigan's got something to prove, not to us, not to the national media or anybody to themselves. I mean, if one thing you can't say about Jim Harbaugh is he's kind of developed a really good core of players, right? Like the brotherhood you can see is there. He's definitely um, brought a tough physical mental mindness to, to his team. Like Michigan is confident, I think in who they are. And I think they want to prove something to themselves. And I do think this first half is probably going to be a, a, a back and forth type game, right? Like just pound and grind. But In the end, you just look and you say to yourselves, I I really think if you dive into TCU's record, you dive into their schedule, it's a little inflated, I think. And um, I just think when push comes to sub, Michigan has the talent. They got something to prove. They're healthier. I think they're more dynamic in a lot of different areas, not just because they're undefeated, but I just think Michigan definitely has the better athletes. Uh, Again, it's something that they... TCU was so bad last year, too. I think that does, you know, like I said, I think they were on a magic carpet ride here a little bit. Um, and the question is, does that magic carpet ride hit the ground about
0: 7.30 on Saturday night? Yeah, so TCU was a team that I was kind of hoping that they would lose a few times through the season, to the end of the season, I guess. Um, and they didn't. And I, I felt like TCU showed a lot in the fact that they just kind of scratched and clawed their way out with some of those games. Um, I mean, it's just like any time a team in the Big Ten plays Michigan or plays Ohio State, you know, they got that, you know, that, um, what do you want? I'm trying to think of the saying, you know, like that, uh, you know, everyone's targeting you. I can't oh, think of yeah, the saying, right. but like you're giving you the, your best shot. Um, they're most excited to play you. So I think that's just kind of what was happening to TCU. I think TCU is a team that um, – relies on Max Duggan a lot more than Michigan relies on any single player. So I think there's a, a little bit of a difference there. I think I think they they do it a lot differently. Obviously Michigan is more of a ground-and-pound team where TCU is not as much of a ground-and-pound team. So I think that's a, th- a an important thing to look at. Obviously um, Michigan showed defensively that they can cover some pretty tremendous receivers. Obviously Ohio State... Um, I mean, I don't know how this Quentin Johnson compares to any of the Ohio State receivers, but it's hard for me to say that they couldn't find a way to kind of not have one guy on him at all the time at every play and just switch and switch um, or go to zone for a few plays uh, just to get those guys a little breather. Um, If they're able to obviously not shut down Ohio State, clearly not shut them down, but to win that game. Um, and not completely implode, I I find it hard to believe that they can't find a way to somewhat limit Quentin Johnson. And I think the biggest thing for Michigan is, I was reading a stat, so through 10 games against Big Ten quarterbacks, Michigan allowed 44 rushing attempts for minus four yards. Outside of just the one long Clifford run um, against Michigan, they have not allowed the quarterback run. Now, granted, I don't know if any of them are tremendous athletes. Um, I would say Duggan is probably one of the better, at least, athletes at quarterback that they've played all year, maybe the best. Obviously, CJ Stroud's a much better passer of the ball, but I don't know. He just always seemed so reluctant to run, so I don't think he was exposing them as much in that position um, of being able to run the ball out of the backfield with your quarterback. So I think that's a big thing to look at. Um, Can Michigan contain... um, dug in and create pressure where he does have to run out of the pocket or he's already been sacked, Um, I think that's the biggest thing for Michigan is I think they're going to be able to run the ball without a problem on TCU. Um, As long as they don't put themselves in a position position where they're way behind the line, Um, say on third down, they're not getting themselves in third and ten, they're getting themselves in third and three. Um, I like Michigan's chances, but um, I think TCU – at the same time, could surprise Michigan in a lot of ways. Um, TCU has done it all year, so why can't they do it another time? So, um, what do you think,
1: Steve? What do you think, Stephen? Is Michigan's greatest weakness if if TCU or if TCU beats Michigan on Saturday? What what would you attribute it to?
0: Um, I would attribute it to. I think the two the biggest weakness on offense and the biggest weakness on defense. To me, the defense would be pass defense. I think that at times this year they have just, if a quarterback got to sit back there, he could, for the most part, kind of just get the ball wherever he wanted. Obviously, Michigan found a way to do what they did in Columbus, but there was a few games this year where, um, where two um, even the Illinois quarterback where they just, you knew it was an obvious passing down and they still converted multiple times, um, and they're only going to be playing a really good team in TCU. So, I mean, Max Duggan, if he gets time to sit back there, I think that could cause a lot of issues. But I think Michigan is getting healthy, as you said. So um, I think I think the defensive line is going to be a huge thing. Can the defensive line create enough pressure where the defensive backs don't have to cover for five seconds? If they only have to cover for three and a half seconds, I think that makes a huge difference. Um and as long as those linebackers can keep contained, I think Minter showed a lot defensively that he can do a lot of different things. He can have guys cover for five seconds. He can also create pressure. Um, so I think that I think the pressure was obviously limited somewhat against Ohio State, but I think Ohio State has a better offensive line than TCU. So um, I just think offensively, it's just the somewhat of the predictability offensively. Um and I think Michigan did a good job obviously against Ohio State of you know, seeing some plays that I haven't seen yet. Um that was nice to see, but at the same time, that was just one game. I mean TCU's had a month to prepare since they've seen that game and I just think that could make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean... did they did they empty out every single, you know, surprise play that they had. Since the, start, the season started, I guess. Well,
1: obviously, the media has this set up as the David versus Goliath matchup, right? Like the Alabama-Cincinnati last year. Michigan's the big bad team. TCU's the little guy. So you got to believe TCU's going to come in with the trick plays and maybe do some things you wouldn't expect. I think that's the key. I, I tweeted about it this afternoon that The team with the fewest mistakes and executes in the key moments is going to end up winning that game. So I agree. I mean, the thing I think for Michigan last year, maybe they came in a little wide-eyed, you know, for the first time being in the playoff against Georgia. I don't think they're going to be wide-eyed. I think they've learned from all of that. And, again, I just think if they stick to Michigan's game plan, um, I think they should win this game. And I can't see John Harbaugh. I, he, he didn't really even panic, like, at the end of the Illinois game. I just I can't see them panicking. But I think if they just stick to their game plan, um, they can wear down TCU. And, I mean, we even saw that with Max Duggan when they didn't use him on the two-point conversion try. Like, everyone's like, why didn't he run the two-point conversion, right? Like, mm. I mean, I think he was just beat. He was dead. So I think, in the end, if Kansas State can do that to TCU – if I they think can wear Michigan them down the like do. they have
0: done with a lot of opponents, um, I think that will make a huge difference. But at the same time, I've read a lot of good things about TCU's cornerbacks, and they've got some pretty good cornerbacks, so I just wonder what that will do with the offensive play calls. But I think another thing is, can they get somewhat creative with the run game? <clears throat> I'm not saying trick plays, but <clears throat> I don't know if i like a. a jet sweep or anything along those lines where you can kind of get a receiver involved where it's, it's really just a run and it's not just up the middle. I mean, I know Wisconsin, not a great offensive team, but I feel like that's kind of in their trademark is they kind of set themselves up with the inside run and then they can kind of throw that sweep out outside. And then they do the fakes. They they do the fake handoffs and it's just hard for a defense. I feel like in a split second to make that play, um, I just wonder if Michigan is going to be able to attempt to get a little bit more creative with the run game. Obviously, the run game isn't pretty good, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I think think at some point you do have to try to get a little more creative with the run game. I mean, you're not going to be able to do some of the things you did against certain Big Ten teams running the ball because TCU is obviously a pretty good team. But I mean, if, anything, the, the, if anything there is to exploit their defense, I think it would be the run game. But at the same true. time, you would have to think that TCU has been locked in on that.
1: I am interested long. to see what Michigan's offensive game plan is because they've come out gangbusters. you got to admit that in every game. Then they have that lull, then they kind of pick it back up. I'm interested to see, are they going to try to run the ball against TCU? Are they going to throw it to begin with, lighten that up? You know, again, we talked about it. People think you run to set up the pass. Do you pass maybe to set up the run? Um, so I think that that's what I'm interested in. What, what's Michigan's mindset coming in offensively? Do they want to ground and pound TCU? Um, or do they let J.J. maybe open it up at the beginning and see what happens, um, especially coming off of the big game he had against Ohio State? And um, that second half in Purdue obviously just... Or them down as well so their game plan i think will be interesting to see what they do offensively never worried about them defensively i think they'll adjust as time goes on again anybody who doesn't think TCU can't score points i mean yeah
0: they don't score who points I mean, that's, I mean that's not going to be an issue um, but yeah there's another thing that i read was second half adjustments and i think if i can say anything about the coaching this year is the defensive side second half adjustments have just been Tremendous. I mean, they've just, every single week, for the most part, other than maybe, I guess, Illinois, the second half have just figured things out defensively. Not that they ever really were in a position where they couldn't stop anyone at any single point, but, you know, second half's just defensively, um, maybe that kind of opened up their offense, Defense like defensively caused their offense to open up, uh, but a lot of great defensive plays in the second half of, of games this year, so...
1: Yep, so we're going to make a prediction in this game in just a little bit. We're going to switch over to Ohio State in Georgia. Um, Georgia's the defending national champion. Um, No team has ever won two straight in this college football playoff era, obviously. Um, They're playing at the Peach Bowl in their backyard, and they're playing against Ohio State coming off of their 23-point loss, I think, to Michigan to end the season back in November. Um... So, Stephen,
0: I'll let you go first. What's you thinking of as you look at this game? So, I think, as I've said on the commercials, of second life for Ohio State, um, you know, they thought they were out and they were already counting themselves out. I think some of the players were already expecting their seasons to be over and maybe their careers at Ohio State to be over. Obviously, Ohio State is excited to be in there. Um, I think that they're going to be really eager and hungry after <clears throat> their last game. I think it... I know everyone thinks that Georgia is just this mammoth beast that no one can beat. Um, I think Georgia obviously has the best tight end in the country, but Ohio State has an offense that Georgia has never seen. Um, I don't care who they played. I don't care that they played in the SEC. They haven't placed, uh, haven't faced an Ohio, uh, an Ohio State offense. I think that makes a big issue for Georgia. I think the biggest question for me, probably in the entire game, is in Bennett. I think we've all said that he wasn't worth worth worthy of being at the Heisman Trophy. Um, I don't know even what you'd call it. Yeah. The ceremony, I guess. Um, he wasn't really worthy of being that fourth, uh, candidate, uh, up there. I think this will be a huge game for him. Um, I think if he shows that he is a very good quarterback, I think, I think Georgia probably wins this game. I think if, um, if he plays to a level that we think, or some people think, obviously that he's not really that great of a quarterback, um, you know I definitely think Ohio State definitely has a very good chance to win this game. Um, I think there could be some points scored in this game. Obviously, as we saw LSU move the ball up and down the field on Georgia, um, and I think Ohio State's done a pretty good job of moving up, moving the ball up and down the field on a lot of teams the last decade. Um, so I just think that Ohio state's going to give up points and I don't think Ohio state should be worried about that, um, because their offense is going to go right back down and score points as well. So I think if anything, this is going to be the highest scoring game without question of the two, um, the one that provides more fireworks. Um, but I think Georgia is obviously strong. I think there's a little bit of a difference between the two. Uh, I don't think Georgia quite has the receivers, obviously, anywhere near the receivers that Ohio State has. Um, I think Georgia has a much better run game than Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State, I don't know who the hell that running back's going to be. Um, I mean, you could uh, take a guess, and it's probably just yeah. as good of a guess as they have. I mean, every single running back's out every week, it seems like, for them. But. Um, Like I said, I I wouldn't be shocked at all if Ohio State's leading this game or um, especially into a good game into the fourth quarter. I mean, Ohio State's going to surprise Georgia. They're going to go out there and and score on like a three-play drive at some point in this game in the first half. Um, They're going to kind of surprise Georgia. Their Georgia fans are going to be a little nervous, biting their nails, uh, being worried about this. But I I think Ohio State probably learned a lot. Um, losing the last week of the regular season. And I think that they have to just be so hungry to win this game. Um, I think the another thing that to take off of uh, the Michigan game, and that will be my ending, does Ryan Day make play calls to win the game or does he make play calls to not lose the game? I think that was the biggest issue, in my opinion, for Ohio State was he had a lot of play calls that I just was surprised. I mean, if you had the best offense in the country, why are you not going for it on fourth and five? Why are, you not, why are you not leaving the ball in the hands of the best quarterback in the country, and C.J. Shroud, letting him make the plays? As I said last night in the Kansas game, the quarterback threw for, I guess I don't even know the stats off the top of my head, but he had to have had at least 550 yards and five touchdowns, and you take the ball out of his hands in the biggest moment of the game. Um, I think Ryan Day has to make some play calls that are ballsy, um, that are confident, and he's got to just let his best players make plays when it's needed. It's going to have to ha- – I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, this game isn't going to get out of hand either way, I don't think. Um, obviously, if an injury happens, it could change the game. But um, I think Ryan Day has just got to make some play calls that he's just got to be ballsy. He's got to be confident. He's got to let his players make plays and not take his offense off the field. In the fourth and three, I don't care if they're at the 40-yard line. Um, giving I the the good field field position me
1: if you go for it, you're not throwing it to Cade Stover. I mean – I think it's oh, I'm not. Of a I'm, too. Well, mean. yeah,
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm talking about when they took the the offense off the field. I just didn't. I'm sometimes understand that. I think he's just got to make some play calls that are going to be tough. But is this just it's when it's going to happen?
1: Yeah. So my take on it is is obviously trying to take my Ohio State passion out of it. I think it comes down to. Um, I agree with a lot of what Steven said. Um, Stenson Bennett actually is thrown for more yards than, than CJ Stroud. Um, he's obviously a good quarterback. He can scramble a little bit, which I was glad to hear the Ohio state defenders talk about it this morning, um, at the press conferences that they got to contain Bennett. So I'm glad that at least that's on the radar. Um, I think a couple things, number one, I want to pick Ohio state to win this game. There's one thing that is still scaring me. And I don't know, again, unless I think you're in the Ohio State program, we talked about them getting the second life. And we talked about Michigan just sucking every life out of the program that could have been sucked out back in November. I know Ohio State is excited. I know it's their second chance. I know they had a month to blame five defensive calls that Jim Knowles called as the reason Michigan destroyed them. But I just don't know if they can just, can you just turn it back on that quick? Like, I, I, is, the, is the hurt still there, right? Like, I know you get excited, and I know you're really pumped, but if you're, I just wonder, is it, is it still in them? And they're saying all the right things, right? Like, I mean, today Ryan Day said something that I think says everything about the program. He says they got to play with the chip on their shoulder, the practices are testy, Um, talking about maybe not that there's fights in the practices, but that there's definitely guys calling each other out. I think it's a representation of what's been going on at Ohio state is that they've been prima donnas, right? Like they feel like when they step on the field with just about anyone, they're always going to be better. And they definitely have been, they definitely got exposed that that's not how you, that's not how you can win. That you got to be hungry every second of the day. That you got to take your opponents seriously. And um, I don't think they had this great work ethic. That they just thought they, again, were prima donnas. And that's why I think people have complained that they're soft. That they're not physical. It's like they don't care. I mean, to me, Ohio State quit. Like, they were pissed they lost to Michigan. And they just, they gave up. I mean, to me, there was no fight in that dog. In um, that final few minutes of the fourth quarter like be respectable and i thought they quit so that's the thing that scares me i think the x's and o's part of it now um you're right i mean i guess mayan's gonna run he's had the flu bug but he was practicing today um chip obviously is gonna get some runs in hayden's gonna run um so i guess you're gonna use three running backs But you're right, it's going to fall on the arm of C.J. Stroud um, and Marvin Harrison and Mbuka. Cade Stover said he was injured all year. Well, I guess he's healthy now, so let's see if he can make some catches then. Um, I guess that's why he didn't make that catch against Michigan right. Always good to have an excuse. Um, I think, again, defensively, I definitely agree. I think some of those things can be fixed up. I don't know why Jim Knowles was so aggressive (laughs) because he just learned his corners and safeties, whoever shouldn't be out on an island by themselves. They just, those weren't some good play calls with these (laughs) blitzes. I think those things can be worked out, especially when you get a month to plan. right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing that these teams have had three weeks. I mean, what other sport in a playoff do you get three weeks, Mm -hmm. at least three weeks? Ohio State was off even longer than that to to actually game plan. I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, I mean. Yeah, they'll have had like what? Almost what five weeks. In? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to me, um, I think that adds a different element to it, which helps certain teams. Like I think it helps Ohio state a little bit to game plan. Um, but again, I think, I think the Ohio state offensive line, I'm not worried about that. Uh, I know, um, of course I know they're going to come in hungry. Um, I know they got Brock Bowers. I know Jalen Carter's probably the best defensive lineman in the country. Um, he's probably going to be um, trying to wreck that backfield. But I really think Ohio State, like you said, has got to come out aggressive. they got to throw the football, then mix in the run. Um, Ryan Day says he's going to coach loose. They're going to play loose. I mean, that's really easy to say, especially after you got plastered in your last game. Um, there's so many calls that this is the program's defining moment. Who's only lost coach only lost five games. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Ohio state fans are going to be happy if they lose by 50 or if they lose by one, um, they're going to be pissed either way. So I think in the end it's Georgia's defense is good, but I, I just go back to, we watched that Missouri game, I think like the first half here at my house. And then, we you know i think you went home but i mean like missouri hung in there with georgia mm-hmm. and and i think you said it just a minute ago stenson bennett is the key i mean he was off in that game mm-hmm. they did not look good in the kentucky game they they did not look good and kentucky's offense is rough you know when you talk about them playing against tennessee where everyone's comparing tennessee to ohio state you know they won that game was it 27 to 14 but it seemed like it was a bigger. Which game? Um, Tennessee when Georgia played Tennessee. Oh yeah, because they kind of got up on them
0: early, and then Tennessee just because Tennessee actually went up three nothing of a Georgia turnover, I think, where they went for it on fourth down, and then just Georgia kind of Tennessee just kind of weathered away for wasn't a little while. The
1: throttle of the century. Yeah, like I mean you it was thought, <clears> I guess,
0: not as ugly as the score didn't it wasn't that bad for like how bad you for how much you left you thought Tennessee left on yeah. the table.
1: So again, I think with that. Um, that's Georgia in my mind, Ohio state still hasn't played the best game. They,
0: I think well, it just comes more. down to the fact that every team has looked human this year. Michigan's had a lot of bad games. Ohio state's had bad games. Georgia has had bad games. It's just that everyone, they try to talk up like Georgia hasn't had a bad game this year. I mean, Georgia's by every imagination, um, human, um, that they could have lost to Missouri. They frankly almost could have lost to Kent state. Um, so I mean, the fact that they people everyone thinks that Georgia just is going to win this game, um, just roll out of bed is just ridiculous. I mean, this is going to be a good game. I can tell you that right now. Georgia's not as they're not twenty twenty one Georgia. Um, they don't have that ha- half that defense, uh, not even half of a good defense as they had last year. So I, and I think also last year just Georgia just came out ready to go. I think that's going to be a big you know, thing.
1: They've got huge momentum coming off that RCC yeah. championship. They got,
0: you know, they... Uh, is that opposite of last year? Yeah. They, they got kind of got embarrassed and they kind of, I think, maybe maybe got a little hungry. I don't know. Um, I just wonder what it will be like this year. Um,
1: I don't know. I, I think across the board, they're pretty evenly matched. I know what everyone's saying that Michigan... I don't think Michigan blew Ohio State off the ball, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go to those big long runs that Ohio State gave up at the end, all you had to do was make one guy miss, and you were <laughs> going to go all the way. I mean, there was—do you get what I'm saying? Like, it, Ohio State was trying to stop the run with this goal line defense. So, i, I don't think it was this thrashing um, on the on the lines that we thought it was. So I told you guys how I thought both offensive lines played great in the mm-hmm. Ohio State Michigan game. So, I—I I think that's a bit overblown. And I was watching the SEC Network and the Paul Feinman show, too, this afternoon, and the guys just cannot stop talking about Ohio State giving up the pass plays to Michigan. And, I mean, I know this is pointless to, to bring up, but when Michigan scored that first touchdown where the guy broke the tackle on the fourth on the third down and two, I mean, if the tackle's made there, I mean, it's a punning situation and it's done right like i mean you miss a tackle and boom i mean that's what happens when you play an aggressive play aggressively and i don't think you got to play that aggressively sometimes right like i think there's a time to be aggressive and a time not to I told you, why did I think Ohio State was so worried about stopping Michigan's run after their best running back was out? I mean, you know what I mean. I know Mm -hmm. Edwards is good. I know you've said that forever. But, I mean, the mindset was Blake Corm was going to run all over him, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, he was out. So maybe not have to spend as much time focused on that. So, again, I think those things can be fixed. I don't think it's because Ohio State doesn't have the athletes. The scheme obviously did not work out, and um, (laughs) and they got throttled um, in that fourth quarter. So, I don't know. But one thing I can tell you, Ohio State fans, you got to stop this Ohio against the world stuff. (laughs) I mean, come on. Ohio State's always the hunted. Like Stephen just said, Michigan's always the hunted. Name one person that's... Well, I mean, that's just the thing. I mean... Name one person rooting for Georgia right now besides Georgia. Yeah. No one. I mean, come on. Like... You got four good teams.
0: I um, well, it just happens when you have success. I mean, Ohio State's had a lot of success in the last twenty years. I mean, they've been a staple in college football. Other than maybe Alabama and Clemson, I guess you could say in the last ten years, who has had more success than them? Uh, I don't think anybody. Um, so that's just what happens when you win a lot of games. I mean, why do you think Tom Brady's hated by a lot of people? Because well, that's, he won so this is the conversation <laughs> a lot of times on the
1: radio the other day. Um, the Buffalo Bills got stranded in Chicago. I guess you know, when they played the bears last year and the bar bar open for them. And they were talking about like, is there a, what college team would be invited in? Right. Like Ohio state, Michigan, uh, nobody would want them in. I mean, like, again, it's just a whole different mindset in college, but the bottom line is, I mean, whoever wins, loses, there's going to always be excuses and everything, but I don't think we got to worry about trash talking. I don't think I worry about it's against whoever like, they're 18- to 22-year-old kids, unless you're Stenson Bennett. It's a little bit older. Yeah. And are um, not far
0: away from being eligible for president.
1: Yeah. And on the flip side, these, guys, these athletes got to calm it down a little bit. They're making more money than the pros in some cases. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, C.J. Stroud's talking about all the negative publicity he makes. He's making more than half the NFL quarterbacks, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe not exactly. But, I mean, the dude's not doing too bad. Can mm-hmm. I say one thing about Ohio State, though? I think they might be the most religious team. I watched their um, press conferences today and I think C.J. Stroud referenced God at least ten times in in the answer to one question. <laughs> I mean I'm gonna tell you what, Ohio State, I'm glad they, they Ryan Day must have like a must bring in like a psychological person or something <laughs> to talk to him because like um, I mean I'm gonna bury myself in the sand Saturday night if they lose, and I think they're just going to go to church Saturday night if they lose. So, I mean, it's good. I'm glad. I, 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 Honestly, I was like, Ohio State has to be the most religious team in the history of college football. Every player. I mean, they they brought in JT and talked to him for a little bit, and, I mean, he brought up God at least. If the Big Ten Network interviewed him for three, four minutes, he brought up God at least 20 times.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: I've never seen anything like it. I mean, there's, it's kind of spooky. I don't know if there's a little cult down there or what, but... Um, or maybe you're going with the mindset that with God on your side, oh, things possible. are possible. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I will tell you that Ohio state fans, you can say you're better than Michigan because there's no doubt you believe in God more. <laughs> I've heard it more out of Ohio state players than Michigan players. I couldn't believe it. I watched the big 10 network from eight 30 to nine today, And Ryan day didn't say God, but every player said God at least 10 times. Yeah.
0: Try to was, get him on your good side. That's what yeah, you gotta
1: do. It was absolutely amazing. So anyways, Ohio State, better than Michigan in the religious sector. I hope that does you well Sunday morning if you lose. But anyways, here we go. Let's make some picks. Let's make some predictions. Um, we'll start with Michigan and TCU since it's the 4 o'clock game. Again, I think it'll be a good game. I don't know what the line is, seven and a half seven or whatever. Half. Um, I think it's going to be a close game going to the fourth quarter. I think Michigan just wears them down eventually. Um I don't know if it if it happens in the third quarter, if it happens in the fourth quarter, if it happens with two minutes to go, but I I just truly believe in the end Michigan is the better team um, than TCU. I, I this is not Alabama Cincinnati from last year, but I think in the end Michigan is just the better team, the more physical team, and in the end somehow some way um, I think they wear them down. I could see Michigan kind of pulling away in the fourth quarter, maybe something like 32-24, 35-24, something like that. You know, where TCU's maybe driving and gives up a interception or something, and Michigan goes down and scores to kind of spread that out over the the point spread. Um, but definitely, I think the Wolverines again don't have to prove to anybody else. I think they want to prove it to themselves, and I think in the end. I think they are. Another thing I think helps TCU is that they've had a month off. I think Mm -hmm. they were a beaten up team. Uh, Duggan
0: especially. Yeah,
1: so I think that will help them and why I think they'll be competitive. Uh, But I think in the end, the Wolverines win. Again, I don't know, 35-24, something like that.
0: I think Michigan does not cover the 7.5. I think that they would win the game. I think they will win the game. I think maybe like a 31-24. I don't think Michigan is going to be perfect. They're going to have to kick probably a field goal or two along the ways. Um, But I think Michigan should be able to win this game. I think they're a better team um, without question. I think they're a more balanced team. um, where I think TCU really relies on two players offensively to kind of move the ball. You know, maybe I'm stupid in what I'm seeing, but um, maybe TCU comes out and shows a have a different football team show, or shows up like a different football team and they just can do anything that they want. I just don't see that happening. Um, I think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball. Um, I know that Sonny Dyke said we're just going to stop their run game or focus on, on that or whatever. Um, I mean, if you don't think every single team in the country has done that this year, um, then you're sadly mistaken. Um, so I think Michigan's going to be able – I think Michigan's going to run the ball a lot to start. And I think that that running game is going to open up maybe a few throws um, where they maybe get a little happy um, getting up close to the line and then they be able to make a play over the top. Um, But, I mean, is going to do some things to that Michigan defense that I don't think um, a lot of Michigan fans are going to like. He's going to make plays. It's just that simple. You're not going to just shut out TCU right now. It's just not going to happen. But I think TCU is going to put up a really good fight. I think Michigan wins 31-24. Uh, does not cover the 7.5, but a win would make a lot of people happy in Michigan. It doesn't matter how it goes, a win. Um, Yeah,
1: when you get to this point, you win. I don't care if you win by Uh, a point. Michigan should go to Los Angeles and play for the national championship on January 9th. Ohio State, Georgia, Stephen,
0: I'll let you go first. So, I said it, um, and I'll say it again, I think Ryan Day has to make play calls in this game, because there's going be, to be instances in this game where it's going to be like the Michigan game where you just got to make that play call. And obviously, it doesn't matter what type of play call you make. In my opinion, I'd rather see Ohio State with their offense out there than have that. I know they didn't actually do the fake punt, but um, just give me Ohio State's offense. Um, I don't care if it's fourth and ten. Just give me Ohio State's offense on the field. i have a much better belief that they're going to get 10 yards or get 5 yards or gets 8 yards um and i think you have to find a way to get to your receivers abuka um and obviously harrison is probably the best if if georgia has the best tight end in the country ohio state has the best receiver in the country abuka is obviously really good as well um fleming not a bad i guess he was is he like the third receiver yes so then not a bad not a bad third receiver um Former five-star, not a bad third receiver. So, um, I mean, if CJ Charlotte has to throw the ball 50 times, throw the ball 50 times. Um, and if there's a fourth and three, and this is, if he throws that, that punting team out there, and if they're across the 50, he throws that punting team out there, I'm going to Fire his ass and bring in Brady. Oh, I'm not saying fire him. I'm just saying. Oh, I am. I just, I think, I think that they had chances against Michigan, and they kind of got conservative, and that was more of what Harbaugh would do. Um I just didn't agree I I was I was happy that they brought out the punting unit. I was like, whew, cuz I think they got a really good chance of converting this if their offense on the field. So, um I think Ohio State is going to shock some people here. Um I think this is going to be a really good game. Another one of those really good games in the college football playoff. They're going to provide us with a lot of fireworks, um if anything. I think Ohio State <clears throat> This is so tough for me. I don't know where to go with this in this in this game because I think that and I don't know. I just always think Ohio State's a really good football team. I think they can beat any team in the country. I think that we get what we want. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but Ohio State wins this game, 45 to 42. I think there's gonna be a lot of points. I think if anything, you notice that in the LSU uh, Georgia game was 50 to 30, and LSU moved the ball up and down. Georgia all game, and I think Georgia was honestly lucky to have won the game the way they did. I mean, Georgia got that touchdown blocked kick that I thought was bullshit, um, in my opinion. First of all, I thought the ball was dead. I thought the ball stopped. I thought the ball would be dead. The the whistle should be blown. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I thought the whistle should have been blown, but um, I just think that's just kind of like a a dagger in your throat when you move the ball like that up and down a team like that and to be honest with you, I think Georgia just got lucky. Um, but, yeah, I just I think it's going to come down to a fourth and three, and is Ryan Day going to make a good play call? I don't even want to say make a good play call. Is he just going to let his best players make plays? And if he does, I think Ohio State can definitely win this game. I'm not going to say 100% that they're going to win this game. I'm predicting them too, but I think that Ryan Day is just going to have to make some play calls. And like I said, let your best players make your make the plays when it's when it's the most important play in the in the game. So Marvin Harrison, expect the ball to be thrown your way a lot.
1: Okay, give me a couple minutes here. So folks, I read a good thing to do when you're stressed out is to run, do whatever. So I've worked out four consecutive days, and I can't run long miles. So I've done a lot of running and a lot of walking. I did two miles on Monday, two miles on Tuesday, four miles yesterday, and two miles today. And they, I realized something that on all four days, I almost think I gave myself a heart attack. So that isn't working for me with stress relief here in this game. Um, but in all honesty, I think a couple of things come into play here. Um, I think, um, I think in the end um, Ohio state's defense, if they play a really decent um, can bend and not break. Um, I think if you make Georgia earn a touchdown, you know, 10 plays, eight plays, that's fine. It can't be given up 95 yard touchdown runs. Um, just that's just, you're not going to win that game. You can't turn the ball over. Ohio state's had more penalties, false penalties. Um, They've had more penalties um, with the play clock running out um, off of timeouts than any team in the country this year. Um, like they got to have, like you just said, Ryan Day has to have this game. He's going to have to have the best game he's, of he's his got to.
0: career at Ohio and State.
1: He had that game back in 2020 against Clemson. He he game plan. He threw plays in the offensive playbook that I haven't seen all, ever again. Um, he had everything fine tuned. And I think if Ryan Day coaches and plays the way, as Stephen has pointed out, um, I think there's without question Ohio State has a chance to win this game. I always get nervous when we think these games are going to be shootouts because sometimes they never become a shootout. Um, I think in the end, though, if Ohio State throws to set up the run, I think they have everything they need. I think Georgia has great athletes. We still forget. I know everyone's saying you can't. And the SEC network today, oh, the LSU, you know, they were up big, so they, of course, gave them a chance, all that kind of garbage. I mean, I I heard that all day today. Um, And maybe that is true. Maybe that is. But, damn it, I think Ohio State's got good players. I think Ohio State's got good wide receivers. I think they got a good offensive line. That offensive line has protected C.J. Stroud really all year, and I'm going to be honest with you. I th- I think C.J. Stroud is an interesting part in his life, and let's be honest, is he going to run the ball? Maybe, right? Like that's all he's heard for years. Only in that Northwestern game did he finally decide to run the ball. But the question is, is is like this? Is this the moment where something happens where you don't expect? Is he going to give up himself potentially um, when needed? I, I think so. Like, I, I, I got to believe he's going to put everything out there on the line. And you know what? I debated about whether or not I really think to pick Ohio State. So I'm going against the grain here. I put money on Ohio State. I got some things planned for the halftime of the Ohio State game this weekend to, to buck the trend.
0: Things does are changing. Not folks.
1: Let's not talk about that right now. Um, I think in the end, it. I think Ohio State's going to win this ball game. I think it's going to be a um, a fourth quarter battle. I could see it being something like 42-35, 42-38, something like that. Probably, I think that's what it has to be. Everybody's saying if Ohio State does win, it would have to be in a shootout. Like I just can't believe with both these teams that you'd end up with like a twenty one. The 17 I game, I just don't happen. think that's possible. Unless one defense just absolutely shuts somebody out, right? Like, one of those teams only scores that, which I guess is possible. Ohio State only scored three points against Michigan in the second half. Um, I think Ohio State ends up winning this game, and I think it sets up an all-time classic, Ohio State-Michigan for the national championship in Los Angeles. Um, I was watching Channel 11 yesterday. They got um, their sports reporter in in following Michigan and the Ohio State guy Dan Cummins was on there and he was, I mean he was talking about the Ohio State Michigan chance and he had tears in his eyes. Like I really believe we got a chance to see something that I don't think anybody in our lifetime would ever think would happen. Um, but I think Ohio State and Michigan are going to play for the national championship. That podcast probably will have to be. Um, Another interesting one, (laughs) Um, you know, and I debated this morning like, oh, my gosh, if we both pick Ohio State and Michigan, then both our teams are going to lose and we both won't be watching the game on January 9th. But I truly believe if Ohio State plays their potential in their game that they beat Georgia and, um, you know, I just think
0: Georgia is not this. Like I said, I've said it multiple times this year. I think as well, I don't think Georgia is this team that everyone thinks that they are. I mean, they just act like Georgia is just going to walk in and beat whoever they want. They act like Georgia is going to walk in and beat the best NFL team right now. I just, I don't see it. I don't understand why everyone acts like they think they see that. Um, it's just to me, it's not there. Um, I think that this is a much different year than last year. The fact that I think the Big Ten only got better. Um, between Michigan and Ohio State, at least. Um, and I think that Georgia last year to this year got a lot worse. I mean, obviously it's hard to when you lose a lot of players in the NFL, but um, hard to get better. But I just I think these could provide two really good games. I'm hoping it does at least. Um, I hope that we see two really great games. Um, obviously the playoff has provided some not great games uh, in this, since its existence, but I think this is a year that it definitely will be able to provide that um, and I think it would be unbelievable if we did see a Big Ten national championship. Zeke we, didn't, we didn't think that we could even see a Big Ten, two teams in the Big Ten in the college football playoff. Now we have a real chance to see two a Big Ten national championship. So I it could, would be the viewership. I couldn't even imagine what it would be I like know, in just, the I two really states. <laughs> I
1: think it'll be something. Zeke Elliott ran through the heart of Alabama back in '14. We know who the defensive coordinator was for Alabama, right? Kirby Smart. And I think the Ohio State run game has gotten such a bad rap that I think in the end, whether it's C.J. Stroud or Mayan Williams, someone's going to rip off a run that you're going to remember, and that's going to be the thing that seals this game for Ohio State. It's going to set up an all-time classic. What was it, 17 million people watched the game? Um,
0: yeah, I think it was a pretty uh, ridiculous 17
1: number. million people, I think, watched the game. Oh, yeah. I retweeted that today, I think. Um, 17 million. So I can't wait to see the eyeballs. I know the SEC. Oh, we won't watch I see 17.14 million people watch Georgia, Michigan. Well, I think Ohio Georgia, and Michigan, Michigan
0: were the like got like as a team were the two highest viewed teams in the college football this year. Georgia, Tennessee
1: got 13 million Florida, Ohio, viewers. State, um, yeah, it was number one game, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, I'm just talking about the whole season. I think oh, that was yeah, like the I two teams. That I story think. Too. I mean, I, I believe
0: that's the way it was, but because I think. Maybe, uh, I don't know. And everyone says, well, no, the SEC
1: won't watch it. They're not going to care. Folks, I'm going to be honest with you. They're going to watch it. And as I tweeted earlier, yeah, they'll be pouring back drinks of they're puking, thinking about it. But it might just happen. So we'll both go Georgia. We'll both, I guess, go Ohio State. I mean, I'm sorry. We're both going to go <laughs> Michigan. And we're both going to go Ohio State. Um, basically, in about 48 hours, I will be in a coma. So during the Ohio State. Hopefully it's with some drinks in your hand downtown. Ohio State in Michigan, I did not look on my cell phone. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing things up. I got everything going through my head right now. I'm planning how to react at every moment come Saturday. I have to. When you get to my age and your heart's beaten, you're just trying to keep yourself from having a heart attack. So um, I can't wait to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Hopefully the other games as well um, provide a lot of excitement. But um, yeah, I don't. I think it will. I think it'll be an awesome two games to be able to watch. Um, I'm glad I get to sit down and watch it for eight straight hours. So it'll and find- a few drinks in my hand, it'll, if, at least a few.
1: We'll see what happens. We'll see you after the games. <laughs>